Welcome back to Made in the 80s, podcast about the 80s by people who were made in the 80s. I'm Shalia, and we have... Tim. Kendon. Hi, guys. Happy what's, summer. What's up? Happy what's summer. Up? The summer's still up. The sun's Speaking up. of which, look out the window. It is sunny. Yep. And also out the window is Oliver. Thank you, Oliver, if you listen to this. Um, <laughs> Oliver came over for Kendon's birthday. He is helping our backyard uh, with the blackberries uh, going on. And so he's down there right now um, so we can see him. Getting rid of those blackberries for us. So that's pretty cool. Um, okay. This week, we are talking about summer school, mm-hmm. 1986. Yep. Uh, one of my favorites uh, that I always like to watch, um, but I think for at least Kendon was new. 87. 87? 87. Oh, I wrote yeah. on 86. Hmm. I wonder why. Because that was the beginning of the school year. Oh, school year 86, 87. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, but we'll get that in a second. First, what's the news? I don't have any news. Well, I have a couple of discussion points, essentially. Okay. Um, a couple of TV ones. Apparently, um, Atlanta has been renewed. Good. Yep. And they are, re- sorry, they had already renewed it. They have also renewed it for a fourth season. Mm-hmm. And I think they're basically filming them back to back. Yes. Cool. Because he's clearly a man with too much time on his hands. Uh, <laughs> this being Donald Glover. Not just him. Everybody on that show. Yeah, they're, they're all, all really busy. They've all blown up. Yeah. yeah. Um. I wonder if Zazie, is she going to be in another Deadpool movie? She's in Joker. Oh, uh, that's dope. What do we think about Joaquin Phoenix in Joker, I li- as Joker? I, don't, I like the look of it. It looks like the movie might be interesting. I really I don't like him in Gladiator. I think it's going to be a Joker movie, though. What do you mean? I mean, I, I, from what Todd Phillips says, it's not really pulling from any of the comic stuff. It's just going to be a movie about that's a That's a lie. Why is it a lie? Because when you make, like, he's right. It's not going to be like, I'm not adapting the killing joke. Right, but but him saying it's not really having any comic book stuff, and I think is is not. It's just not. I do, if I watch it, I'll bet that it's not true. It maybe is lighter on it, but it's there's no way it's just a movie about a guy. Okay, even we though the Joker s- is the story see. about just a guy, kind of depending yeah. on which you know okay. background you've seen him. But I guess my point is more like. Joaquin Phoenix already seems very fragile to me, and so I'm a little bit worried about him playing Joker. Because why does he seem fragile to you? Joker, because he like had like that breakdown and like disappeared for a while. Was that a real breakdown? Wasn't it? And then I saw his movie. He shot that movie, so I don't know how real it was. He seems. I mean, like his brother died of drug overdose. Like I just have never thought of him as like the most stable of personalities and so like hearing jack nicholson talk about how it affected him playing the joker and then he ledger died from it and i mean i don't know how jared <laughs> was leto's it, doing jared leto was already yeah. <laughs> over the top yeah so maybe it'll be okay but, but he does have the caution to be fair he does have the cautionary tale of those previous ones and how was caesar was his name caesar, caesar romero romero maybe he was yeah. stable Did his we joker talk about- wasn't like twisted dark who's just like a goofy clown who yeah. did bad stuff yeah did we ever talk about um was it ava duvernay who has like therapists on set for her actors yeah i think and i think more studios are getting better at doing yeah. that kind of it's stuff. really smart because like really good actors they are channeling a lot of energy and a lot of emotions oh and, and like, a bit of news uh the nba is doing that now they're having like each team's having like a well, we, I'm not, was, like, like I've never been into basketball, but it seems like the NBA is way more on top of like their shit. Remember yeah. we talked about this when Tiffany was here. Um, what were we it. talking about? I forget. But we talked about this. Yeah, that the NBA had hired a like 
president of mental health type of yeah. oh. like they were they were incorporating mental health into it and it made sense because it was yeah, like because you end up having this is a that sounds like career they had two something they would discuss on the read even yeah they had two star players they had kevin love and demar Derozan sort of come out very publicly talk about their mental health yeah. i remember that happening yeah and so i think the league like, took notice and they brought in that guy now i think it's mandatory for every team to have a person it's so good there. and like it makes sense it's like you know some jobs maybe you just go to work and come home but for some think of these careers it. like it's you need you this need, is always one of the difference to me Those, um but think uh, about the wrap stress around, wrap around services yeah. think about the stress huh. of like your zion like last year you were like a broke college student and now you're a multi-millionaire yeah i thought he was in high school you're not home, in college for you're a year. traveling but he was a lot. in college for a year uh, All your friends want money from you, yeah. maybe. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. Well, and th- it's a lot. The coaching and like the physicality You're and all yelled of that. At all the time. But uh, like I was gonna say, like I I'm constantly now because we wanted to talk about Jay Z. Yeah, something right. We're just, so mm-hmm. we're constant. Like I, in my mind, I've started to constantly compare the NBA, which is what I really appreciate a lot of stuff about now, yeah. versus the NFL. Yeah. Um. And I think part of it is the idea is that the the basketball players you see their faces they're very much more personalities and so th- their mental health maybe is more v- valuable to the league yes than the football like if a football player unless they're the top 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 if they're not quite able to deal with it there's somebody else right behind them but the, in the football the way it's marketed it's the shield it's the NFL right and so these mental health things that happen to players whether it be domestic violence suicide um, drug addiction alcohol addiction yeah they they a lot of people spend it as the cost of doing business but you're totally right i just realized you're what you're, what you're saying is so on the nose the nfl is a shield with a ball on it and the nba is a player yeah mm-hmm. it's a person yeah yeah their logo is maybe a, i'm gonna start watching basketball logo is an actual mm-hmm. person <laughs> <laughs> this is all of and life. so is actually M- mlb is a player as a well player. so i am wondering i think I might be boycotting NFL this year. That's I was I close am. to doing it a couple of years ago, and I was like, but the players still need support and all of that, the folks who are actually in there, plus it's okay. really, really fun. But this whole like partnership with Rock Nation pissed me off. Okay. Jay-Z has pissed uh, me off. So let's can we talk through briefly why you think it pisses you off? Yes. Oh. Well, yeah, I want to know from, you, from your perspective why it pisses Okay, from you my off. perspective, the NFL responded to – protest yeah to and a, a, and, and respectful a bunch of, and a, protest and a bunch of bad press they have gotten over the last off season right it's been it's been tyreek hill and his abuse situation with his kid yeah it's been the settlement with kaepernick it's been so they haven't had any real positive they press. haven't had a positive but just i mean like minus like rewind three years ago like they responded to a peaceful protest in a hostile way yeah. and this whole thing could have been ha- like dealt with so differently um, for a very important and serious issue. The NBA dealt, dealt with it way differently. Yeah. And Even so instead, happened- they made it this polarizing this polarizing thing that they didn't have to do it that way. Do you remember when Stefan Clark was killed in Sacramento? Um, Guy had a yeah, cell phone yeah, in the backyard. Yep, I do. I Sacramento, that right. Video. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. He was, yeah. All right. So people protested the Sacramento Kings game. People outside the Kings game protesting. Mm-hmm. The owner of the Kings takes a microphone, goes down to sit on court, center court, addresses the crowd. And yeah. I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, there are people protesting outside. That is the right as Americans to protest. And so let them protest. But also he said, as an organization, we're going to work with communities in Sacramento and the police to help fix this issue. Guess what happened? No more protests at the games. At that game. 
He you have he, to, like, no, you how are they involved? Just I'm curious. How are they involved? Or it was just a, a a stage that they was was the the team involved? No, it was a bunch of a bunch of people from Sacramento. Yeah, it was just a, an event in the an city. Event. And they were like, well, we're going like, to put this outside this event. Okay. The thing okay. is, is Because cameras are there, people are there. That's what which, which makes sense. It's a platform. And so it's instead, like, okay, so NFL does, what do they do? Like, do some opposite. kind of donation thing. So they were like, okay, 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 we're going to put this amount of money They're in money for, like, black people. And then they end up deciding to contribute it to the United Negro College Fund, which, sure, that's a great program and yes we should absolutely have funding for kids to go to that's college not the issue. but that's people not the being killed dead by police could have fucking phds and doctorates it doesn't mm. change the fact that they are targets when they're pulled over yeah. and seen as violent or whatever it is like this kid having a cell phone versus somebody else sending sending that kid to college wouldn't have changed that I, scenario necessarily. i disagree with you a so bit. why they, they could have PCs, I guess, but that's not really the demographic that's getting policed like that. But so no. I think that but makes it even you have further not well the point. Known. We have senators who get pulled yeah. over, and but harassed. not shot in the streets, right? And that's where the you're right. There's there's discrimination, racism, like police abuse, but the United Negro College Fund is not addressing at all the demographic, the people who are being shot like dogs. But let me ask like, you this. Sterling let, let, was had a job. Let me ask you this: Does having a PhD like, make you feel like you less likely to be shot in the street? I, I have uh, does, no. Does like, feel, if I'm being completely honest, does it make you feel any safer? As important as I find all of these issues, I don't necessarily feel like I'm in danger. I've had uh, my in Washington State, Seattle area, Kent. I have never felt uncomfortable with the police. Oh yeah, You're, yeah, I have. Kent's had a different. Experience. But I've been in. But I've been in that situation. But intellectually, I know. Like that, it's and when I was in DC and in other places, I kind of have. Yeah, I don't. Right? I don't think the Which is idea. Why I kind of worry about you more because I feel like you aren't aware of the danger around you. I totally am. It's just okay. I don't feel it because I've had so many honestly positive interactions with most of the police. This is the in guy who area. collects all of the warnings for the rest of us who never get them. Um, what'd you say? I'm very jealous when you get pulled over and the traffic cop gives you a oh. warning. I'm like, Kenan gets so many warnings, but I've never gotten any. I just get the tickets. Um, but but to, to Shalia's point, I think that the overarching sort of concern isn't about educating people. That's a, that's a separate thing. Yeah, that's thing. what I'm agreeing with her. That's a, that's a oh, separate did, thing. Yeah. I'm, agree- I'm agreeing with you on So, that. yeah, like just like focusing on like, oh, yeah, look, we're good. But it's like, n- but you're not addressing the issue that this protest is even based on. And you're still not supporting the people who have decided to use to do that. Right. And then fast forward. Now you're going to, I mean, Jay-Z, we wait, talked wait, about it. There, He's always been a capitalist. But there's a moment before that, which is uh, Stephen Ross, the guy who owns the, the Miami Dolphins, right. who's been part of that that Rise initiative about inclusivity and community mm-hmm. and stuff, was running a fundraiser for Trump. And so that news came out. And okay, I'm glad you said the name because now I could say something. Good. Okay, so... Um, you invoked the demon. No, no I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. Like we, we understand what's been happening in the news with, mm-hmm. with, yeah. with the president, and so Kenny Steele's, who's been someone who's protested since Kaepernick yeah. thing started, He's still doing it, right? All he still says doing. is like, "How do you marry the two? How do you say you're for this initiative, but also you're supporting someone who is actively doing things that are counterintuitive to the thing that you say you believe in?" Because like, he's quote unquote good for business. Okay. But the rich guys, rich guy talk. He's like, it's good for taxes, right. but I also believe in these things. He's like, you can't really get, you don't really get to do both. And so that started. So then again, yeah. that's another yeah. negative story. So then that follows up with this whole initiative 
with Jay-Z, which we'll let you then discuss. I'll, t- I'll tell you my concerns, but you can... Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's the NFL. Um, on the other side of it, you have Jay-Z, who has always been about his business. Yeah. And but himself. recently, yeah. I have really started liking Beyonce a lot. Okay. Like, in the last five years okay. i'd say she has really grown on me mm-hmm. um to the and he has then been getting a lot of he's drafting off of her he is and even like with lemonade like i was pissed at him but also like the fact that he's with her gives him a lot of a lot of cover yeah yeah um and so this she's was a really star. interesting thing because she's but she's doing so much like she's you know uplifting hbcus um formation is what got me in the first place like i was yeah. starting to kind of be drawn to her and then she did formation at yeah. the super bowl and like that video is amazing and just like social commentary i really appreciate her and so then here he comes and partners with the nfl on the and they announced it on the anniversary of Callan kaepernick's first protest oh, yeah. and yeah. he is the one who says that we are over kneeling and I want to be like, oh, who the God, fuck are listened, you talking once for? Once I like, listen to him say because I read it. Yeah, the audio is way worse. It I'm like, is. the audacity. You, who are you to say that? Like, Okay, so here, here's my concern. No. We are over kneeling. Did he ever, is it, did did he ever he kneel? kneel? And who are we? Who okay, are you so, talking all right, about? Okay, so here's, here's, here's the thing that frustrates me the most. So what we had with, with, with Jay-Z was like, he's wearing the Kaepernick jersey, telling people not to perform in the Super Bowl. Yes, right. he's doing so those I things. It was, yeah, you brought it up. He's doing all these things, right? Yeah. Because um, if he cares, like, I mean, I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying he doesn't care. I'm not saying he doesn't care. No, I said this earlier in the week, and it, this uh, a rumor came out, this is true. When I saw the story, I was like, oh, he's angling to be an owner. Like, that was the first thing I said, came to my mind. That makes He's sense. angling to be an owner. And, and that's then, like, a good thing. And then a team, I would love Beyonce to own a no, no, team. No, no, no. But at what But at what cost? You want, I mean, okay, sorry. You're looking forward for to um, a black person owning a plantation. That's what that sounds like to me. Mm-hmm. And you can. Listen, I don't know what good it comes of it, but I knew like yeah. his goal is to be an owner and he's willing to do whatever it takes to get to that space, right? There's only 32 of them. I'm boiling down what I told one of my friends was like, at some point, some streaming company is going to throw a bunch of money at the NFL to stream their games and it's going to be in in the 4 to $5 billion range, yeah. right? To yeah, the, to the owners. Right. To, mm-hmm. And so that's going to be split up against, Maybe 30, be title. against 32 teams. Right, it ain't no, gonna be tight. <laughs> but, right, but but whoever the bag of money that the Amazon or, or Hulu throws at the NFL to for exclusive rights to stream their game is gonna be a lot of money, and whoever's in that owner seat is gonna get a, a portion of it. Right, mm. it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a lot of money, like generational wealth. Right, as successful as Jay Z is as a businessman, he's still an artist, and he still he still leans on people having to purchase something. Right, he doesn't own that. Mm-hmm. He's not in. Oh, he still could. He still. He still. He has, does own that. He bought back his entire. He still has to go out and perform, and people have to pay. To is see he still? Him. But is he still the top of uh of uh? What do you call it? Def Jam. No, he was. That did terribly though. They didn't go well. Oh Some, really? So, similar situation when when he got there, everyone thought it was going to be all gravy, and then they're like, "No, Jay Z cares about Jay Z." Is he a good yeah. businessman, or does he just have good? Um, what do you call it? Marketing. Yeah. Good name marketing. recognition. Good marketing. That sounds like that sounds like our president. Not, not to not to sidetrack, but when he went to Def Jam, all these artists were like, "Oh, it's the Roots were there." Mm-hmm. LL Cool J. LL Cool J's famous quote was like, "Jay Z's good at promoting Jay Z." Mm-hmm. That's the famous LL Cool J quote, which was on point. But anyway, so but here, here but here's my my real main concern. Mm-hmm. Like all that, he's a businessman. I think he's trying to be an owner, and he's going to do what he needs to do. But here's the thing: the 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 philanthropy he wants to do, he could do outside the NFL. He doesn't necessarily need like he doesn't need them. No, he doesn't. 
And the NFL, if you're if you're serious about that kind of work, the Jay Z is not the person you go to. Mm-hmm. But that's not your first. You can team up with the ACLU. You can team up with the Seven Part of the Law Center. There's plenty of organizations already mm-hmm. doing the could work. Could you? in some. Actually, they could use it right now. Even as far as rappers, he's fifty. He's like fiftieth on the list. What I'm saying is like, like look at Cardi B with Bernie Sanders right now. Yeah, like they're all. all Let's remove celebrity because I think that has its own thing. There are actual groups of people doing the actual work that you could partner with. But you don't want to. It needs to. They need it to look like something. Again, again, that, so it needs to look. It's it's a PR. They also need the popularity. Yeah, they it's need a PR it to be cool. It's part, like, part of people exactly, aren't going to necessarily be flocking and, to ACLU. But are, are they flocking to Jay Z at this point? Are, actually, it's Rock Nation. Which I don't. Actually, what does Rock Nation do? It's an agency. Oh, um, they they, <laughs> they have clients and all, including of athletes, right? Athletes, yeah. yeah Kevin yeah, Durant, Kyrie Irving. Um, so, but if you if you if you're serious about doing the work. That's not necessarily the partner you go to first. Right. No, that's actually now that you've told me the other that's, people. That's terrible. The other people doing who do this work. Yeah. So that told me this is just a stunt, and then and then yes. you're and also you're attaching it to this thing where Rock Nation is producing halftime shows, Super Bowl, and other events, which makes sense for Rock. That makes sense. You partner with Jay Z for halftime shows and producers, but like yeah. not. He doesn't have some organization he's above that does philanthropy like there, there are people who do do you know who this, are celebrities do you know what this sounds yeah. like to me because i want to just this is yeah was is trump with asap rocky yeah, 100%. <laughs> so he's out here doing all this terrible shit but he but he goes to to help asap rocky uh, asap rocky get out of what a swedish prison and what he said was uh, he's got a lot of support in the black community. Yeah, a lot of like it's like, oh, you think you're doing the entire community a favor mm-hmm. by trotting out this super, like, first of all, not even that that socially involved. Maybe right. he's aware, but not that socially involved person who you think is somewhere in the range of your level. Yeah, because he's rich and he's famous. So the thing that irked me and it irked you too was that video of him because Goodell's there and he's like, Oof. um. Yeah, he's like, do you know what we're kneeling for? And it's, it, it's, he's speaking these these large platitudes. Like, mm-hmm. if they had a meeting in last January, and here we are in August, and there's no like, there's no plan. Like, you don't. If you came with a plan and said, "This is our plan. This is what we plan to do," there is no plan. Yeah, they're just announcing. They're it. Just announcing it. There's no plan. There's no steps. It says, and it, it's, it's the words people use to sound fun and and, and the fluffer words. Like, we're bringing awareness. We're educating people. Well, in what ways? We're having was, a conversation. Yeah. Like, by, for instance, three years ago yeah. and it's, on this it's, day. It's, there's nothing, and I'm not saying this won't happen, but there's nothing specific in this plan that says anything. And what they're hoping is it'll, it'll blow over. Jay-Z. Well, here's what I was going to say. I think it's, they are in the position where it's mostly blown over already. Yeah. How many, how many The season will start kneeling? and we won't care. How many people are still kneeling? A couple a who are still exactly. kneeling, but no, they no, no. Still but, but that's like it. the tail end. Do you yeah. see what I mean? Yeah. It's trailing off. Now they can put this band aid on, which actually is going to make a bunch of people a lot of money mm-hmm. off of this situation. Um, so they don't. This is the plan. This is yeah. the plan. Yeah, the plan isn't whatever's executing afterwards. Whatever they're going to do, it's not. And it's it's disheartening because I think people expected different from Jay Z because what they've seen in him recently in the last twelve months. Um, I did not personally. No, yeah, not, it's at like all. not surprising, but it it's so I don't know if it's disappointing is the right word. Right, it's just like fuck you. 
It's just, it reminds me of a, a bit of Kanye as well, where it's like, <laughs> what were you expecting? Have you not been paying attention to the catalog of music this person has been putting out? Yeah. Jay-Z took a Nas sample to make, to make uh, what's the name Takeover. No, 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 not Takeover. Back on Reasonable Doubt. Oh, Dead Presidents. Yeah. He takes what it was a, you know, a song that had a lot more to say and he just took, I'm out for dead presidents to represent me. Mm-hmm. That's his first album. He goes through multiple, Big Pimp and all, the majority of the blueprint, mm-hmm. like Black Album, all of this. And I don't know who was expecting something different from this person. I really liked the headline. I forget what, um, sorry, I forget what article it was, but it was like, Jay-Z's got 99 problems, but a conscience ain't one. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. And that's. Probably well, someone who I, who I love's work is Bomani Jones, and Bomani wrote a great piece for the Undefeated, just about like the larger concerns that people have. Uh, but if that was good, so if you get a chance to read it, look it up on Undefeated, the Bomani. But Bomani's point was also something that I thought about was like there, there's no real plan, and you're just saying about the stuff that sounds yeah. nice when you hear it, but like there's no there's nothing behind it. It's all very empty calorie conversations he's having with Goodell and these people there and pointing out. And I think part of him was hoping that his charisma would sort of get him past people. But I also think... I don't think this has worked out as well for either those those two parties. But but what I think people are starting to realize is, like, post-Ferguson, like, people are much more knowledgeable and much more wiser about the ways in which protests and action work. And so when you come out here with this stuff and there's no action, they say, well, what are you doing? Right. Also, how often does real progressive action come from the top down? Never. It's always from the ground up. But Which is an interesting thing, right? Like, in terms of ground up, so like Colin Kaepernick, my understanding is like, Jay-Z has not even talked to him about no, this. No, they had a conversation. Oh. Not when? What Colin, not what Colin's I thought Colin girlfriend said, said. They, they didn't. She was like, they ain't talk. I thought she said that it didn't go well. Because I heard her quoted as saying that it was not a good conversation that they had. Oh, I might not have been. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay. Well, but anyway, either way. But yeah, I think so. Jay-Z's good at selling us an idea of feeling like he's one of us, but he's not. He's one of them. He's a billionaire. He's not one of us. He, he sells this, I'm one of us, I'm from Marcy, I'm just like the everyday people. It was it was apparent when he went to Def Jam, it was apparent when he displaced people with Barclays for the Nets, and it's apparent again now. He's I'm, the billionaire. It, like, I'm think- curious, Like, wh- okay, where would have Biggie have gone? Because it doesn't seem like even he had this aggressive capitalistic instinct that Jay-Z has. Right, um, the whole I'm not a businessman, I'm a business man. man. Right, <laughs> but and I I, there was a whole article I read about how whoever it is who who ended up bankrolling and back, backing Jay Z earlier on in his career was actually looking at Nas first. Like he wanted Nas to be what Jay Z became in the '90s and 2000s. Yeah, but Nas was like, I don't want that pressure. I don't want to become that i want to be the sort of artist i am yeah. so the guy was like oh well it looks like jay-z has potential yeah. and jay-z was like i'm on board with this yeah. like so you're right he's always been one of them he's yeah. a he's a grasper climber not because he, he caught it he got it i mean here's like, the thing. Like, like, i like, like what he's famous- done in terms of black wealth like he has there are things that he's done i've seen pictures of just like um showing showing Gosh, I'm trying to think of who all was in that picture. There was a picture that he posted, and it was just like a whole bunch of men, I think, um, but like millionaires. 
and just like showing that like there are very rich black people in this country you can be um so he's like diversifying capitalism a little bit no, and i not. can kind of appreciate yeah. that maybe no so okay, here's fine. the question because we, we we're also saying <laughs> that millionaires billionaires are the problem right so just diversifying the rich class help, help any, no. the, the poor class no and you can easily see racial um what do you call it you not unanimity uh cohesion it, it's not necessarily a thing once you start going across socioeconomic i mean africa is full of black people doesn't mean that they all like are going to be like cuz the rich people and the poor people in those places are black so I, I don't I don't see that as being necessarily a good thing. In fact, it might paper over the real problems. Yeah, it he's does. the exceptional Negro. Yeah, mm. you, yeah, yeah, you get to be like, and I think part of this deal for the NFL is he gets to be their black friend. Exactly. How, yes. How can you. we be so racist? Look, we've got Jay Z. He's one of you. Yeah. Of course, we're we're on board. I made the blueprint, baby. <laughs> all right. Yeah, any so, other news? Uh, oh no, you I don't know. I'm, I'm fascinated to see how this turns out. We yeah. don't know. It was all pe- we don't know what's going to happen. I think there's a lot of pressure on him now. That I think I think and I think the pressure publicly and like the the very open disdain for what's happening. I think is going to start to shape what they do moving forward. Good. Hold him accountable a bit. Hold him accountable. Okay. okay. So I'm just going to. We went way off yeah, because I sorry. had my other news. Basically, is that they're creating an event. Um, Amazon is creating an Event Horizon show. I really I saw liked that. that oh. movie. I love that movie. I just rewatched it. That's I'm gonna scary. rewatch it soon. Do you have yeah. it on Blu-ray? No, I don't. Okay, um, the library does. Yeah, fair enough. So I want to check that out. Um, I'd be interested in that. Um, there's a, a a live action quote unquote Lady in the Tramp coming. Yeah, <laughs> look like real dogs. Yeah, it's got <laughs> Tessa Thompson in it. Look like real <gasps> Tessa dogs. Tessa Thompson. Oh, they look like real dogs. Yeah, Tessa Thompson's in it. Yay! I'm, I'm into I love Tessa anything Thompson. Tessa's doing. Okay. So, so those were two other stories yeah, I was interested in. So, um, I was going to say this during what you've been watching, but I recently rewatched Princess and the Frog because wow. um, one of my coworkers was saying how that is her favorite Disney movie. Really? Like, of all of the cartoons, that was her favorite. And I've always heard of it, like, as kind of a like getting razzed on because it's like, oh, finally we have a black princess, but she spends most of the movie as a frog, huh. um, that kind of thing. But um, they yeah so she, she this this coworker is like a good decade younger than me and Ooh. so she saw it at a time that probably was more right for her Forward life years. <laughs> yeah. and she was just like yeah no it has the best songs it does have good it has songs. like she she loves it and so i rewatched it and i really loved it yeah, too so don't underrest or you know that i feel like it probably doesn't get don't as much it love short, as it should yeah, yeah like the the things about you know the the criticisms about it are not oh, off, but yeah. like it is also. Really when I'm good at Comic Con, it really has some really cool Princess Tiana artwork. Oh, I bet. They well, do. and I've been to Louisiana a couple times now recently, yeah. and so it's also really fun because it takes place in New Orleans, yeah. and so it's got that charm as well. Um. So, but in terms of news, one thing that I wanted to announce is: Do you remember our guests for the Inspector Gadget episode, Chris and Erica? Yeah. Um. They got married. They are now Chris and Erica, and I think Erica's taking his last name Sanders. So that was very exciting and fun. Um, So that's news that I have. But then going into what have I been doing, watching, thinking about all that good stuff. One, I have started finger painting again because my niece Kaya got finger paints for her birthday. And I forgot that is my favorite type of painting. It's a lot of fun. Do you remember finger painting? I have one in my house my mom framed for me. Oh, that's that's so cool. Will you take a picture of it? I'll take a picture of it. Finger painting is always the best. Like It was a good tactile game yeah. and like um my niece is learning how 
how happy orange is. And she <laughs> kept telling her how yeah. orange is the happiest color and she's starting to really love it, which is kind of cool. Um, so I did that. And then, so that's our, my niece is creativity. And then, uh, you know, fast forward lots of years, my cousin or Kenan's cousin, William has been, he's an artist. And when I was in Philadelphia before I fell, um, I got to hang out at his studio and he let me paint um, there. Like he just gave me like this board and let me do some art, which was really fun. But I mention it because what I've been watching is the culmination of this project that he's been working on for the last year um, through the Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia. So Eastern State Penitentiary is the oldest penitentiary in the United States. It was created It's the first one with like those like individual cells really? um, and penitentiary. Yeah. Like before, apparently it was like more like community space mm-hmm. that everyone was in. And but like, I guess it was like the that. Um, oh, like the prestige. Uh, so you like you're in your own in cell and you're doing your penance. Um, what is it? Those not Amish, Pennsylvania Dutch. They're books? Amish. Yeah. Um, more like that. So Eastern State Penitentiary is closed now, but it's a museum. And what his project is, it's called the Hidden Lives Illuminated. And him and, uh, I mean, there was a, a big production team, but him and another um, co-worker, Erica, have been working with inmates. I think it's like 20 of them over the last year to create short animated features. Mm-hmm. And it's the idea is that when you're when you're in detention, when you're locked up, you're forgotten from the outside world and like there, there's a disconnect. And so the the... Um, the it's from the Pew Center is a grant through them, and the idea is to illuminate those lives from like being within, mm-hmm. and then they are playing it. So it opened on Thursday, I think, and it's going through September. They're playing these films on the wall of Eastern State Penitentiary on the outside, so just members of the public can go and watch the films. Um, and so it's like the idea is to connect the outside world with the inmates and the people on the inside. And the messages are wonderful. Um, some of them, like one of, the, I, I'm forgetting names, but one of the men um, has been locked up since he was 15 and he's 55 now. And his messages are things like, you know, if you're thinking about a life of crime, like just realize you might spend your life in prison. Um, uh, there's another one. How's who, he been locked up since 15? Serving a 50 year sentence. Um, For? I don't know. I haven't, I, I don't know. Uh, um, there's another who was getting out, I think, very soon. And it, his message is about his son. Um, anyway, they're really great. The one that you can watch, they're, and they're also on, some of them are on the internet. So one of them is we, we can if we want to. And you can see that on Vimeo. And then, and you can see William Wallace the third as one of the directors, which is very exciting. So, which growing up, we used to call him, do you know? William Wallace the third? World War Three. Oh, that's pretty funny. Because he was the younger one, too. So if he was ever a terror. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, anyway, Hidden Lives Illuminated. I really am enjoying it. And I'm hoping... So it was based off of like a program that they did in Illinois. This one's in Philadelphia. Or no, Pennsylvania, sorry. Um, but I'm hoping that they bring it to Washington. Because I think it would be really interesting to have that done. So Because it's a job skill, right? Um, and it's I don't know, it was really interesting. Okay, that's what I've been up to. What have you guys been up to? What are you thinking about doing? Watching? I've uh, been watching Mindhunter season two. Ugh. I just saw that on Netflix. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah, I have to go to work today. So good. They do some more stuff with BTK and they're covering the Atlanta child murders. Yeah. Ooh. So which it, uh, Atlanta Monster? The Atlanta Monster podcast. Podcast, it. which was 
not as good as the other podcast I was listening to, like next to it, but it was pretty good. Yeah, pretty informative. Nineties? Uh, is that 80s. did it happen? 80s. It happened in the eighties. And that is um, the whole. It's what nine o'clock, nine you know ten o'clock. Do you know where your kids yeah. are? Yeah, that's where that came from. Scary. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's been good. I've been like five episodes in. So cool. I've been enjoying that. Kenan, what about you? I've had a lot going on lately, so I've been starting more things than I've been finishing. <laughs> um, but one thing I started, because Shalia mentioned falling, but I don't know that she said what happened. I fell. I said that during the, um, I told our friends that we wouldn't be recording last week after uh, my break. Yeah. Or taking a break. So during Shal- summer break. So Shalia okay. spent more time down at her sister's house, which is a really nice house. Um, that's mostly one floor. <laughs> Yeah, it is one floor, and there was also a lot of people there to help me. Like, do you need more ice? Would you like something to drink? Are you hungry? You can't really carry your own food. It was really nice. They were, yeah, yeah, you can't. Like, there's certain things I can do, but like beverages that are not closed, I can't use. I can't do. do. Food on a plate can't Can't happen. Yep. So, um, that was, that was good. But there's a lot of things that I can't, that I can't necessarily watch with Shalia (laughs) or I need to pre watch. True. So I was on um, HBO and I was like, "What do I, I was actually starting maybe an episode of something that you guys have been watching. I was going to try to catch up. Euphoria, maybe? Or yeah, Queen probably. Sugar. It wasn't Queen Sugar because I haven't gotten that far into mm-hmm. it yet. So, um, but they advertised before and the advertising actually worked, which is always interesting because they're advertising for themselves. But a movie called Share, which is a movie um, which seems kind of connected to Euphoria, honestly. Um, about a young girl, young woman, probably 15, 16, probably 16 in high school, um, who went to a party, got blackout drunk, woke up on a lawn, face down on a lawn, and then a video starts to go around of her being like basically abused and just disrespected by these high school kids that she goes to school with. Um, and I think that's where the, the share part comes from. I didn't finish it yet, and I wasn't sure whether Shalia would feel comfortable watching that sort of thing, because, um, you know, it's kind of a sensitive topic in general, um, but it was really fascinating, and I'm going to go back and, and finish watching it, um, so that's mostly, like, I've, I've started some other stuff, and we like Euphoria and Queen Sugar, but I haven't had the attention span to go through series lately. I am glad... In some ways that we haven't had kids yet, or we don't have like teenage girls yet, because this could be terrifying. my hope is that by the time we do, they'll have figured this stuff out. But like, I don't know if no, you remember, no. but Fran was talking to us about um, one of their daughter's friends having sex with a boy and somebody else being there and Snapchatting it and sending yeah. it around. Yeah. She's 15. Yeah. Like, that's terrible. Which is distribution of child pornography. If you get caught. How do you not? It's It's Snapchat. True, but I'm like before everybody else sees it. Like I just, man, I feel bad. Oh, right, not not because they <laughs> solving share the problem it. afterwards. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, no, that's that's a girl. What, so, what so I've so learned far, talking to, to high school students, they don't they don't understand, they don't see the problem, or understand the danger of sharing information like that. Yeah. So except and, for the ones like if it's about you, I mean, gossip was bad when we were in college or high school too. But it wasn't the same. It's like Polaroids. Yeah. yeah. Well, or it was just gossip they and they you could deny they, it's it. It's just the thing that they do. They record stuff yeah. and send it to people. Yep. That's what this is. And somewhat related, I think, and I'll be really vague about it, but I was speaking with some younger people, like fresh out of high school-ish, 
people recently and their conversation was all about pepper spray. Like they all had all of this stuff about pepper spray. So there's a lot of like the, their tactics and stuff, but it was, there's a lot of issues that need to be addressed. Like for that to be like just a topic that they are talking about. I guess. I mean, I started carrying pepper spray when I was in college and it was because my friends had it on their keychains and were like, this is what you should have. It looks like lipstick so you can get it in most places in case you need it. And I almost pepper sprayed a friend who was playing and jumped out. And Right. But why were your friends having it? Why exactly. You know, it's been an issue because it's a self-defense thing. And I also think prepared. now there's been more conversations about people being, sharing their their stories of assault. Right. Yeah. And so I think people are much, they're much more aware. Like, would I was you, just like, I was would like, you give your daughter going to college pepper spray? I, I mean, I would, but yeah. I, and I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. But why is that a f- world that I need to? You said, you said, think I don't have, we don't have teenage girls yet, and it's like, yeah, because at some point I might have to arm them oh. to walk through normal life. Yeah, you know well, I remember mean? Um, yeah. one of my favorite movies from high school is She's All That, and what's yeah. his face? Oh, I'll rest in peace. Um, rest in peace. What's his face? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just jumping a lot of thoughts. Paul Walker's character. Oh, um, he was and, in that? Yeah. Uh, tried to, like, mess with her. And she, like, held this, like, um, loud thing up to his ear and pressed. Like, it was like a blowhorn. Uh-huh. And so he, he stopped. Um, and then, like, in the last scene, in the graduation scene, they call his name. And he's like, huh? Because he's still, like, can't quite hear right oh, anymore. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, uh, like, yeah. And we'll get to that with summer been school. Been equipping their kids. A lot of this stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, this is all a really good segue into what are we talking about today, you guys? Summer school. Summer school. Summer school. 1987. The Oceanfront High Summer School Class of 87. As smart as you and me. You and I. All of us. Summer school. 1987. It stars Mark Harmon. Well, first of all, it's directed by Carl Reiner. Who also directed? He played Saul in Ocean's Eleven. Oh, I love that guy. He's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kirstie Alley Kirstie is in Al- this. Kirstie Alley is in this when she was like the hot thing. Yeah, Robin she was- Thomas, Patrick Laberto, Courtney Thorne Smith, who plays Pam. I, I remember her from Melrose Place. These, a lot of these students, yeah. did, I don't know that they went on to major careers. Dean Cameron, no. Kelly Jo Minter, who played Denise. <laughs> Paul Riley, Ken Olandat, Shawnee Smith, Richard Stephen Horvitz, Fabiana, who was like there. Uh, <laughs> she was. Well, she was in other stuff, yeah, too. Yeah, she was in other stuff. She only had a na- one name. Uh, Anna Maria? Yeah, Anna Maria. Okay. Yeah. So, premise is... is um, so Mark Harmon's character, what's his guy's name? Yeah. Mr. Shoop. Mr. Shoop. So the summer school's coming up. Shoop's planning a vacation with his beautiful, much younger than him girlfriend. Last day of school. Last There's day of school. one minute left. He's yeah. watching it countdown. Yeah, the watching gym. the countdown. The countdown in the gym. He's a gym teacher. Yeah. And the guy who's supposed to teach remedial English <laughs> in I summer think. school wins like a scratch off. It says, <laughs> "I'm out." Screw you guys! I'm going home. Yeah, yeah he's like, "No summer school for yeah. me." He leaves. It was like fifty thousand dollars or yeah. something. So he he's out. That's a year's wages. Yeah. So I think he already had sure. tenure. Yeah. So, so the he doesn't have to do have summer to be, school. Have to do it. So the principal's looking for someone. And everyone's just like driving Vice off. Principal's on in charge yeah. of it. Yeah. Everyone's ditching. Then he sees like, shoot, no. and he's like, shoot tries to hide, but his dog gives him away, and he's like, 
threatens him, threatens his tenure, threatens yep. his job. Because Kenyon's you have like, to do no, it. I'm going to Hawaii. You just say no. And it's like, ah, uh, but they have they, they have, have a plan to make it happen, which is they're dangling his job. But over I still him. kind of feel like this is something I would deal with when I come back. Because mm-hmm. this is very irregular, right? You to won't be necessarily come back to a in job. The, in the actual parking lot. You haven't been assigned anything ahead of time to make any prep. Like, it's a very, it's a very movie premise, basically. The guy is threatening him and blackmailing him. I think it's absolutely realistic enough for the movie to happen. But yeah, so there's a whole group of kids who are slackers, kind of. They all failed their proficiency test, so they have to take it. Let's take the summer Mandatory school summer school. Yeah. Do you like the wassail? Sounded yeah, like it. Yeah. Um, and so that's where we are. Shoop, who usually doesn't teach anything, he literally gave... Shoop. I mean, the first scene is the last day of school, and he has the class give their own grades. Who knows yeah. better how you did than you? So they all get to give themselves so their own th- A's. They're slackers. He's a bit of a slacker. Absolute slacker. And so now they're all sort of this, this married, and, and Christy Alley is a teacher for another class of like, the voluntary, like the, yeah. the honors kids who, who voluntarily want to do more school. school. Who want to be in summer school. Yeah. And it was kind the, of fun seeing been, the things that were on her board. It was. Subjects. I feel like it might have been kind of fun if there had been some scenes of interaction between those two groups. Yeah. yeah that or contrast been. or something. Yeah. So the first day, one of the funniest things in the running jokes is the first day, the dude goes to the bathroom. <laughs> That is one of the most brilliant jokes or gags. It's not even a joke. It's, a it's gag. like a gag that I have seen. You forget in any of the, the stuff we watched. Well, I noticed. At no, one no. Point, we, I was like, the is that class kid had gone? thinned down. Exactly. Like, oh, there was. I was like, there's some main characters now, but where's everybody else from the first? Day? Yeah. But to be fair, like, there's probably a bunch of summer school kids all the time who show up towards the beginning and say, "Screw this, I'm just not coming back." Oh, I figured. But then, like, how does he? Because um, part of the deal is that he has to have everybody pass, or else he's fired. Well, we'll get to that. Okay. So, so part of it is he starts. He starts. They start doing fun. They just field trips. They're doing fun mm-hmm. stuff. The class. They're not taking the class seriously. They're using it as a time. I like when he's like, "Just have your parents fill this out." And they all like. They all hand it. They all hand it back. Mm-hmm. Like four signatures. They go to like a no, petting zoo. They go to the. They go go kart racing. Yeah. So the vice principal gets charge of it. And says, "Hey, they have to pass this test in the, the summer." So he devises a way, like, if I get you guys to study, I'll do a favor for you. Well, the, the nerdy kid comes up with that. Like, you It's not even a favor. It's wishes. Yeah. It's like, wishes. Grandma wishes. wishes. Everybody gets a wish. So he helps teach Denise how to drive. He d- lets, has a party at his house for, on for 4th of July. Um, and he picks them to and from school, the two the two super horror kids who love Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, he helps the one kid with his tackling. He's a football player. He goes to the one girl's Lamaze class. And then the one girl. Lamaze was funny. She needed a Lamaze coach. Yeah. And the one girl needs a place to stay, which is wildly inappropriate. Comes up later. Comes up later. Yeah. So then that's the, the gifts they get in charge of like studying. So then they start studying and doing their material and all that stuff. And then, um, what happens? That? Oh, they, uh, he quits. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah, so the premise is like he's he's not really going to teach the kids, but then he gets in trouble, and so then it's like he's getting blackmailed. The vice principal is going to recommend him being fired as soon as the principal is back, and yeah. so he's like, "All right, I need these guys to do well." Um, he uh, really needs them to pass because even though they're they were doing better, he really needs them to pass because um, oh, first the the bribe was just like to stay to come to school, yeah, like s- stick around, um, and then he needs them to actually try to pass the test, All right? Because 
he got arrested for two of the kids that were drinking on the beach and he, and he claimed said it was, it was his. his and so he gets in trouble for it and so he calls Kirstie Alley to come bail him out but Kirstie Alley's dating the vice principal yeah. so the vice principal and they're, they're on the like too. vacation or somewhere yeah they're headed up to wine country um and so because uh, they they go to Oceanfront High School in California, which I thought was great. Um, so oh, why would you like that high school? Sharia? I don't know why would I. But um, so they do they bail him out. But now it's like you're you're absolutely yeah. fired. And so he's like, they're all gonna pass. So now they all have to pass. The kids are like, nope, you have to bribe us more mm-hmm. if you want us to actually pass this test and study. And then he's like, well, screw you guys, I'm out of here. So that's when he quits. Yeah, and then they bring in the other. There's yeah one the vice principal brings in one teacher and they host like they they stage this yeah yeah so that's the fun part of the the horror kids the horror they they stage real quick how do they not how do they not recognizing the immense talent between those two children yeah they love movie making right so the teachers it's kind of funny because like the substitute teacher woman is just like but I'm not ready for high school and leaves the vice principal is not like he's not scared he's just pissed off yeah he's just like ugh. Because well, yeah, these, these kids have had to have done at least a smaller scale version of this before. Yeah. yeah. Well, and they did earlier in the at, movie at the, when at the, the petting zoo. At the petting zoo. zoo. Yeah, yeah. With, the, with the rabbits. And so, right, that too. yeah, so that they could so come back and they that actually so study. Good. And it was fun because they had um, Kirstie Alley was helping some of them. Yeah. And like they figure out that one of the kids is dyslexic. And yeah. so they, she has like an actual reading tutor to help with her. Yeah. Um, but like how, I, what I love about that scene is how he approaches her with it. Because after oh, her yeah. driving test, after she passes, she nails the parallel parking. Yeah. And then he was like, look, you have a learning disorder. But look, we can we need to help you. Like, she's like, I'm already doing good. She says, yes, but you could be doing so much better. Yeah. I Except also, that, I was like, that was like a gentle approach to like, we know you need help. Here's how we can get you help. Right. I liked how he did that. I also really liked how he got them to start writing letters, which was, hey, there's free money in this. Write a letter. Yeah. Do you have the, any the, defective the products? <laughs> Write a letter about it. And they, they did. Chainsaw did about his broken glasses and got a whole box full of them. Yeah. And they were really fun glasses. Yeah. Like all a little different. So that was really cool too. Which is funny because one pair, I was like, Kanye West <laughs> wore, wore those. those. Yeah, not the Bronner Dark Tour. Yeah, he wore those. So that was really cool too. I thought it was like how he was able to make things relevant to them. Yeah. And they learned and it worked. So so they were all writing a letter. Yeah. And that's how they learned. So she, Denise asked the other kid, he's supposed to be a nerd, but he's not. A nerdy kid, yeah. Um, to read her letter for her. And that's when that's he was how, like, whoa, yeah. look at this. And the- took it to Shoop. Shoop took it to Kirstie Alley, who said mm-hmm. she has dyslexia. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, and he's, again, he's like, how has she gotten this far? And nobody's yeah. even diagnosed it's this. Again, people just fall through like, the grass. like, well, yeah. she didn't even take the test the first time. She didn't even show up. Yeah. So that's the, no, like... That's- Oh, you're right. Yeah, because when they list off everything, everybody she at had the no end. score. <laughs> so um, the kids talk him into coming back, saying, "We need you." So they do study, and they go and take the test. And one of the kids goes into labor during it, but she doesn't want to interrupt yeah. the test, so she's like counting them. And then this like, is like they a go, cute little love story with yeah, her and the other I guy. Like that. Oh, that football player. They yeah. were like, "What are you doing here?" Or what happened to football? And he was just like, "What? I got cut off, kicked off the team for being too stupid." Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and on the kid who's a stripper who's always sleeping class. Always that sleeping. Was so and he got funny. fired because his mom came yeah. and like put money in his G string and he, his aunt kissed him. <laughs> so inappropriate. So good. Um, so good. And then the kid who goes to the bathroom shows up to take the test and he's like, Where have you been? He's like, The bathroom. <laughs> he said, My super got stuck. <laughs> well, <laughs> he said that yeah. all summer. No, actually, the funniest thing he says at the beginning, yeah. he says, Your computer said I failed. I recommend I pass next time. Yeah. Or something like your, that. Your computer but he did made pass, a mistake. Though. 
Yeah, and yeah, I, I was like, it, I actually it, believe it. it. Like, it probably did make a mistake. <laughs> probably the computer fucked up. He had like the highest score apparently. He's like, I can pass yeah. this test. I get the impression it's not even like he was studying at home instead of of summer school he's preparing. Just, yeah. He just already passed the test. Yeah, he already knew. He's yeah. like, I, I couldn't take this test. So that was great. That they was don't funny. pass. The average score is sixty three. Yeah, and he's like, dang he's it, a we passing didn't do of it. Seventy, and then he actually like. List people's improvements. Well, and which is what part. teaching is. Yeah, that's I appreciated that scene so much. It it's the so change great. in in knowledge. It's the change in ability. It's not the hitting of a number. And you know what? That is it's like the yeah. one of the main uh, what do you call it? Uh, discussions arguments in teaching in right. our country. Well, because like you can take credit for like the well, smart kids, testing. but if they already know it, like they're just mm-hmm. going to be doing well. It's the ones who actually need the teaching to um, to get better in fact we don't measure students on improving our teachers on the ability to provide improvement we pass we we it's hitting a, a benchmark yeah. every kid has to be able to yeah. achieve or perform in this way so yeah i also okay so do you guys want to talk about influences or favorite things first i want to talk about the scene at the beach when the girl's about to get topless and they're so disappointed oh my god that was so funny those that kids girl, they were almost like, knocked over by yeah. like she's gonna take her shirt yeah, off they're so and excited. denise is like this isn't what did she call it this isn't the riviera yeah she's, <laughs> like, she's oh. so funny she's like oh i didn't know that and, and then she's like, like, ah. thinks, like she knows she's it's funny because she's like kind of innocent and like unaccustomed to what's going on, but also very aware. Like yeah. she's just like, "Oh, you guys!" Like yeah. she gets it, and she really like she because she goes to high school in her own country. Yeah, with, yeah. with boys and all of that other stuff. So like yeah. when they come out with the bunnies, and she's like freaking out, and then it's a fake, and she's like, "You did this for me!" Like, yeah. thank you. Like it was just. Did you like her really character? Funny. Then I liked it all. Like they're all ridiculous. She reminded me of the character from American Pie. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing. Yeah. But she seemed them. like she was yeah. just more there. with it. Yeah, who gets like an actual nude scene in that film and it's like... Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, at least for a lot of the movie, it felt like she was just there to be a an object for the yeah. two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. That's absolutely what she But I guess they kind of... You're, you're right. She was more aware in certain ways and... And loved they don't it. Actually... She like got into Ch- Texas Chainsaw. Mm-hmm. She was while well, she was watching it. Right, but unlike like a 90s movie, something like an American... They weren't doing like like pictures of her ass, like like not shots of her ass yeah. and stuff like they did in Can't Hardly Wait and all those sort of movies. Yeah. yeah. Um. So so maybe I'd be a little softer on the movie. I also thought it's funny because she didn't have to take the test, so she was like, yeah. I don't have to. Oh take yeah, the she test. was just hanging out there though. <laughs> yeah. she, she was, was there. Just there to learn English, so she was just enjoying all of it. That was a really good scene. Uh, <laughs> uh. Oh, you know what? Um, this is a little bit of what you've been watching, what you've been doing. But um, while we were in Tahoe, I came across a video about how to – it was a TED Talk about how to learn a language in a month or two. It was something like that. And and what she's doing reminds me what he's talking about. He's like, the way we the way we try to teach it in school, it doesn't make sense. You to learn something, it. you it's like to learn how to swim. Not quite because this actually doesn't make sense. But essentially, to learn how to swim, you have to get into the water. Yeah. Like you and and you cert, you won't do certain things unless you need to do it to get by. Yeah, that was like me in Vietnam trying to like eat. Yeah, when I didn't speak any Vietnamese. Yeah, you learn quickly what words mean. Yeah, yeah so she's she's <laughs> saying, not translating or interpreting. Nope. You're actually assigning a word to an object. One hundred percent. So hanging out with those kids Flash was probably cards, more really useful important. than anything that was coming out of the book. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, so, speaking of books, one of my favorite things about this, or like not a book. They do a book report? Or, um, they do. They yeah. have to do, well, so they do a couple things. They do a book report 
or a report on Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. So that's their assignment. And then at one point, they're supposed to write an essay about somebody they look up to. It's like 100 words, and it was very, they were like, very, 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 very. Yeah, so that those two kids, um, Chainsaw and the other kid, who was his name I'm forgetting, they, the person they look up to the most or admire the most is Rich Baker, who which got a Oscar or Academy Award for yeah. American Werewolf in London, which Great. was like 80s. Is, is he one of the ones who worked on the alien in... Um, Alien and Aliens. They have. He did a lot of work. He is legendary. Yeah, and it's like, good job, guys. Like, that is somebody that you two should look up to. Yeah, remember the, we thought that That the transformation scene was incredible. Was incredible. Yeah. And it's like this, you could you could do this for your career. Like you are you are on the right. Yeah, I was in a way not that but, worried about those kids. Yeah, no, which was also funny they just at the end pass English. because well, yeah, and one of them they have so, to write a re- uh, what do you call it like a cover letter at some point in their life. But maybe yeah. that's but, about it. They didn't not pass their class. They just didn't pass that test. But right. like what was also funny at the end is one of Chainsaw passed and the other one no 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 Chainsaw didn't pass and the other one did. And he's like, how like, could you do it without me? And he's like, I'm sorry, I'll take it again. I can I fail. Know, he said, I know I can fail. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, really funny too, like friends trying to keep up with each other. Um, no, So like as the movie starts, I think it's kind of a great first scene. And like you've got Pam coming out and they're like switching yearbooks. And I yeah. loved yearbooks. That was my favorite yeah, I forgot time yeah. those would come out. And you would look through it and you would sign. Trying to find somebody exchange. you like to sign a yearbook. Oh, yeah. And see what they say. Uh, like maybe they like me too. Um, well, she left the heart in my yearbook. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, those days. I still have fun. my yearbooks. I do too. I like uh, looking through them every yeah. once in a while. Yeah. And then, um, and then the those two kids had a black cat in their locker. Mm-hmm. Definitely looked like a mix between Panther and Maui. Mm-hmm. Thought that was pretty funny. Um, didn't I didn't have the impression that like that cat was unhappy in that locker. It mm-hmm. seemed like just hanging out. It was just their pet. Um, and then another thing I just like just kind of reminded me of high school in general was like do you remember like the vice principal really was the bad guy like our principal yeah. was like the dad of our school and the vice principals were the like disciplinarians yeah. and enforcers and when you think about that like ferris bueller's day off um, yeah and, and like my own experience three o'clock high like yeah. you get these like vice principal type characters who were like the villainous yeah. sort of like what an interesting authoritarian dynamic. figures yeah yeah and then the principal comes in and is like He's a real teacher. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys mind? I, 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 yeah, you're right. The principal, show, especially at the end of the movie, I, I was like, other than the going to prison part, like, would the principal have really came and fired the I mean, PE teacher for not being able to teach remedial? Right. No, the English? vice principal was going to get in trouble. The other funny thing was, um, do you remember what happened? So when the remedial teacher or the, the actual teacher who's supposed to teach remedial in English came in and was like, I quit yeah. or I, I'm, I'm not doing summer school. The vice principal looks at the principal and was like, oh, and the, vice, the principal's just like, you're in charge of vice, you're in charge of summer school. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he like, does. This yeah. is on you. <laughs> it was pretty funny. So because I'm such a fan of practical effects. Like, we mm-hmm. all know this now yeah. for me. I'd like to read, if you don't mind, some selected um, uh, Rick Baker credits. Because this is crazy. I did not know how oh, many. Oh, yeah. Okay, tell us about him. All right. I'm skipping a lot of them. But we have The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. We have The Incredible Melting Man. We have Star Wars. Yeah. Um, American Werewolf in London. Incredible Shrinking Woman. Videodrome. Mm-hmm. Um. Where's it? Captain EO? Does everybody remember going oh, to yeah, see Captain Michael EO? Jackson. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast, um, the yeah. uh, R- uh, Ron Perlman one, Gorillas in the Mist, Gremlins 2, The Rocketeer, Ed Wood, Batman Forever, The Nutty oh, Professor, Escape from LA, yeah. The Frighteners, Men in Black, 
Yeah. Mighty Joe Young, Psycho uh, from 1998, um, Life, Dr. Seuss has had the Grinch Stole Christmas, because mm-hmm. I'm going chronologically, um, Planet of the Apes, Men in Black 2, The Ring, A Haunted Mansion, Hellboy, <sighs> X-Men Last Stand, <laughs> Norbit, Enchanted, Click, uh, Tropic Thunder, mm-hmm. Tron Legacy, Men in Black 3, Maleficent, and then Rings. Mm-hmm. Although he's an actor in Rings. He's talented. And that was about half to a third of the list. Yeah. He's he's pretty great. So they were right on to like yeah. w- admire him and and in terms of their interests. So, okay. So he's done a lot. Speaking of people who have done a lot, the other thing I wanted to mention about this um, was Christy Alley. Christy uh, Kirsty Alley. So she was in Cheers through like most of the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. right. But then I was looking up her filmography because I wanted to be like, all right, so 1987, where was she? Who was she in terms of, you know, stardom and stuff? And she had been working. She had like, she had been, she she was a known. Like when you're seeing her, you're like, yeah, it's Kirsty Alley. But I actually started going through her filmography mm-hmm. and it's insane. She has done like two or three things every year. Throughout yeah. the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, just looking at I was, like, looking at the years that come out. I she was in Wrath of Khan. She, and, yep, so she was in Wrath of Khan. Um, and then if you, like, just look at the years that she was doing it, she had, like, so much. She was working a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. That's ridiculous. Look who's talking. I remember that. Yep. So that was the thing I was thinking about for her. It was just like, wow, you were a hard worker. Um, and then also Mr. Shoop. So Mr. Shoop. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that he that year that this came out, he was voted the sexiest man alive? Yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah, yeah. like because well, at one point we were all asking because he kept coming on to her, and it was like this is workplace harassment, and this is okay. obnoxious, and this isn't cool. Why is yeah? Immediately it hits out, on like, her. He's a- the sexiest man alive. Turns out at that point, remember you guys talked to me yeah. about Lando in that way, yeah. where I was just yeah. like, oh, he's kind of gross. Yeah. Um, but you're the sexiest man alive. You get to do that. Yeah. So this guy, like, I think it probably was charming, and yeah. and like the Rock liked. could do that now. I, yeah. I mean, they wouldn't I mean, do it now. Now, but they wouldn't do it now. But like someone like him, who's like considered to be a sexy man of a man, could... I feel like that's a Channing Tatum sort of. Good. Does he have enough charisma? I don't know. Yeah. Also, we didn't talk about the student that was staying with yeah. Shoop. And so, like, so I feel like they tried. Well, they okay, tried well, to to paper that over a little bit by the whole family showing up and being like, "Will you please Turns take out, her?" Yeah, she's not just trying to. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so but sticking with Mr. Shoop's like personality and stuff so one of the things that we were talking like i was seeing a lot of tom cruise in him a little bit a little bit of tom cruise um, like cocktail so, yeah well, i was like um not risky business but like yeah just like cool <laughs> anyway oh yeah we did cocktail didn't we and then mm-hmm. um and then yeah so pam that's an interesting one of like student who gets a crush on her teacher and like i'm sure that's a trope right and mm-hmm. she you see her coming on to him mm-hmm. he first like identifies with her because he's like yeah i totally get why you ditched that those waves are amazing today i get that you wanted to go serving um and so she starts showing interest in him then she starts playing house once she gets to move in oh yeah he comes home she's like she's like hey i got dinner ready yeah it's great. Him, honey. honey or dear or something. something yeah something she gives him like a very like affectionate yeah. name and is totally using his first name they kind of put him or like portray him as a little clueless at times kind he? of but like i remember when it's first happening and ken was just like oh like getting really uncomfortable yeah. and i was like don't worry like he's gonna he's gonna make it out of this yeah. like this is a good character so and we're don't Alley was like oh, oh, Alley, yeah. when she shows, shows up, up he's kind of like 
Yeah, no, there's nothing. Because he knows he's here. not trying to do dinner. anything. Yeah. yeah. But, he's not going but to. it seemed like he wasn't quite really understanding how bad it was. And looked. she told him that, like, you've got to, like. Yeah. Well, and, like, think about what damage you're doing to the girl. And it's true. Like, she was definitely playing house. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't going to do anything with oh, her, but at some point, she yada, was going yada. to have a problem. Yeah. Um, which was great that it like ended there, and then when she was just, like, turns out you were just a phase. That was so you. funny. Was, like, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that worked out well. Yeah, kind of funny. Um, okay, do you guys are you guys ready to talk about influences more or your favorite things? Yeah. Yeah. What like what influences do you did you identify in this movie? Definitely the like. Countdown to summer, yeah. summer starting, like Dazed and Confused was one of my yeah, favorites. Of like that last day of school. Mm-hmm. I what? loved that they were in the gym so they could actually literally see it was one minute left yeah. and count down. What is... America Pie. Um, yeah. Or Can't Hardly Wait. That can't Hardly Wait. Yeah. What What is Fast Times at Richmond High about? So oh, that, you have seen that? We that is also going to... And we should do that one too. Similar stuff. Because I feel like I've seen... Way more about the kids the though. Kids. Yeah. Way more about the students. Okay. And then clearly the breakfast club, right? I mean, this was after. No. Kind of. Oh, wait. Are you saying this influenced them? Look, it was so much more serious. Like, related. I think this was very 80s yeah. um, where they were doing high school movies because we also did like um, Werewolf. What is this? Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf was one. Like you just have these like kids 80s, in high school, high school kids. Rebellious. Well, yeah, but, the, but, but I'm saying specifically it's kids who have screwed up and who are trapped in an area with their vice principal. Be, like during a time where they should be out free, Ferris Bueller's mm-hmm. Day Off, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm not sure. I I don't know time frame, but so I don't know if this influencer was just part of all of that. Because yeah, you're right. Like that was definitely a thing, and we've we've covered those. And when we did that one, did we? Was it an interview or somebody was? I some commentary was was they were talking about how the people who were making the movies at the time. Mm-hmm. This was them like reflecting their rebelliousness from probably the late sixties mm-hmm. or the seventies. Yeah. So that probably explains why these movies were popping up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. While the w- the rebellion that was that for the n- high school in the nineties was different One in a lot of different. ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing though is different is like having the teacher as like a piece of it, right? Like they're, yeah. the this is told through this teacher's eyes and as the main character versus these others that are like yeah. the kids rebelling yeah, and doing very it. much focus on. So students. it's kind of like a utopia almost of like yes, and there's a grown up who's going to help. Yep. And so I was thinking like even as he far as like us. dangerous minds, of, like I, I was let's literally use thinking Bob that, Dylan that right to teach you English. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to let's let's do all of these other things to teach you English. Speaking of which. Uh, our Spanish teacher in seventh grade used uh, the Selena album to teach us Spanish. I oh. also learned uh, different languages using so songs now, to interpret. There's just a, a few like lyrics that I remember what they mean. Yeah. There's also, um, so there's that. There's only, was it only The Strong with Brandon Lee? No, Jason. Yeah, Jace Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee just... Brandon Lee, because he's guy. the reason I loved him, yeah. that movie. And he was doing capoeira. <laughs> he's using he was that to teach them. What, what was the Brandon Lee movie that you wanted? Did we do the movie? You really wanted to do one where kick punch? kick. Oh, probably only the strong. Capoeira? No. Whip something? The only movie I know from him is that movie. So huh? if there's another one, cool. I would love to do it because I love Brandon well, you, Lee. You wanted me to find and High I never Impact? Saw the, I never saw The Crow, so... That's the it's only movie the I really know him from. 
Um, so yeah, there's probably others out there. And if you have one, I would love to watch it. But so yeah, those movies of like the teacher can make the difference. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, other influences? Uh, that's it for me. Okay. Favorite things? My favorite thing is probably Chainsaw and his buddy. They're yeah, great. They are Rapid great. Fire. Rapid Fire. Is that... Um, okay. I thought yeah. it was a movie you were into, so never mind. Yeah, no, no, it is. I, I remember Rapid Fire. I would love to watch that movie. You wanted me to find it one time. So. Yeah. No, I forgot about that movie. That's not the teacher one. That's a different one. But he's it's an action one and he's fighting, right? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, I very vaguely remember that. It's, it's like 1992, though. So. Find it for me. We'll watch it. Um, Kenan, what's your favorite thing about this movie? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I liked the movie. In general? I think, I guess, the scene. Like, I got excited about the scene at the end. Where he was like, yeah, basically, I did not meet your fairly arbitrary standard. But instead, I, like, I guess as a scientist, I'm like... <laughs> you showed the data. You showed the intervention mm-hmm. and the change um, in outcome. I also appreciated that the t- uh, the parents showed up, of like, because yeah. w- that's actually yeah. how it started. The the they had an action, so they knew it was a sixty three, and that the average before had been lower. But they and he's there to get fired, and he's like, but first, apparently, there are people who want to speak on his behalf, and and it's the kids. And the vice president's like, you're not going to listen to them. He's like, no, but I'm going to listen to their parents. And, like, the kids had gotten their parents to show up. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really cool because yeah, it's true. Yeah. Like, they see when things are different. Yeah. And there's changes in their kids. And they showed mm-hmm. up to speak for them. And I also laughed because there's one um, black girl in the class. And her mm-hmm. mom showed up, but no dad. Like, I think it was the only one with a single parent. And it was <laughs> just like, oh, well, it's the 80s. Black black men, like, black fathers don't stick around, right? <laughs> well, how is it wow. that we didn't have no a black... black dads in the 80s? No, no black dads. Wow. Um, how did we even show up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I thought I liked that too. Um, I Wait, m- does that mean all black men or black people are immaculately concepted? Pretty much. Anyone could be a father. Not everyone could be a dad. <laughs> okay. yeah, something like that. I yep. Um, I love this movie just in general. So growing up in Hawaii where it kind of felt like summer often, I think maybe, but California too. Like this was, this was one that we watched kind of regularly. It wasn't like my favorite one that I always wanted to see every time, but whenever it was on, it was entertaining and fun. Right. And I never could really understand those two kids who really liked to make movie props, but I kind of, you get them now. I kind of get them now. I really liked the like little romance between the, the football player and the pregnant. pregnant girl. I forget yeah. her name. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just I like the movie in general. That's my favorite thing about it. I think my second favorite is I the, the rabbit prank. <laughs> yeah, really Once good. I realized, I was like, they, they didn't use actual rabbits. No. So I was wondering if they were using rabbit carcasses or something mm, like that. No. The brilliance safe. of that, like it looked right. They, they pulled it off. I... Those kids were my favorite characters, I think. I just really didn't like how they got selfish in the end. And we're just like, what's in it for us? And I was just like, God, That was all the kids, wasn't he it? He went to jail for you. Yeah, it was all the kids. Like, oh. especially the the, ner- the nerdy quote unquote one. Like, he like he was constantly like, ah, so this is a deal. And like, yeah, you guys, this, kid, this guy doesn't want to be here. And, and what he's been doing for you so far is so outside of the realm of what a teacher should need to be doing for you guys. That's also and good you got for you. Greedy, yeah, yeah. greedy, greedy. Yeah. Um, I forgot about one part, which was the court scene. So I thought it was really cool that he took them to his court hearing. Like yeah. that's a great learning experience. However, 
I was also thinking about the fact that those kids, well, I guess he said what that they were his English students. So I guess there's no way they were 21. But I was like, you're bringing the witnesses in who can actually acknowledge that they were under 21. Because like, that's, that's risky. Yeah, for sure. And basically, it was like bringing them for in the classroom. Sure. Like, who was going to prove that they were under 21 if they weren't there? essentially a little bit premature, uh, given the scene that comes at the end where the parents all come in. Mm-hmm. And the real thing is, I've been trying to keep these kids out of trouble. I've been trying to do everything I can yeah. to get these... Right. So having, but you're right. He's bringing in the witnesses, but not the people who would say, this teacher is actually exactly the sort of teacher that we wish we yeah. had like all over the place. Yeah. But Kirstie Alley did. She testified on his behalf. She did. Well, she kind of right. did. And he's like, no, you're out of order. It's yeah. <laughs> so your turn. Um, and that's also when she finally saw the vice principal's true colors. Yeah. And said, I'm not cool with you. Also, I like how they never really hook up. She's, she kind of just said like, no, no, no. Um, and then, but you can kind of tell she is a little bit interested in him. Right. And then in the end, she like wants some of his lip gloss. And so they kiss. And then it was like, he's talking about dinner. And she's like, I don't know. We can talk about it over breakfast or something like yeah. that. I was like, this is hilarious. Like they're going to hook up and spend the night mm-hmm. and never have gone on a date. Yeah. <laughs> but they spent a lot of time together. And I, I liked that. I liked the puppy. Oh my God. His dog was so cute. That dog, man. Wow. Such a cutie. Um, a goldfish died in this movie. Uh, it was really irritating, and I was really mad about it. I'm These always mad about it every time. couch on fire, too. Yeah, yeah, they did. They were rude. They were, they were I didn't angry. like them, but yeah. overall, it was in, good. And in case anybody can't place this actor, because I couldn't, he's in like he's been in NCIS for like a long time, I mm-hmm. think. And the voice of Superman and some animated Warner Brothers stuff. Oh, okay. But as far as like... He looks he looks significantly different to me, aged up now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I've seen his face all over the place. Yeah, he didn't just yeah. like go away yeah. after he was the sexiest. So man. active. Right. <laughs> okay. Um. Anything else you guys want to talk about? That's you it ready for to me. Rate this. All right. All right. Summer School, nineteen eighty-seven. Is it a classic or are we past it? It's a classic. Classic film. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I agree. Classic. Also, a little bit influential for my life. I'm past it. All right. Really. I enjoyed it enough. I don't see. I don't. Wouldn't recommend. This it. is really interesting because so this was Kendon's first time ever seeing it, and um, he needed something to cheer him up. Forget why we were down, but it was like Blind Fury, or I was like, well, we could do Summer School because it is a funny movie. Mm-hmm. And he sat down and watched it and laughed a lot, and you seemed to really, really enjoy it. And it was the first time you ever saw it, so but, yeah, I'm a little I, I surprised that you no, didn't. I, I like it. Rate and it, if, rate it. I, I, if somebody was, was asking about it, I'd be like, yeah. That's good, but classic indicates to me like a desire to go back and see it, like a real praise for this movie. Like there was a a podcast that didn't last too long because of behavior of one of the hosts, but it was called The Canon. Yeah, you remember that podcast? No, I do. Um, and they would this belongs in the canon. And I disagree. So I mean, that's what it. So so let me say what it comes. What their premise was is. Does the movie belong in the canon of great films? Um, and that's kind of when I saying classic or past it. How do you feel? Does it go onto the he, shelf of classic movies? I think I it does. Like it honestly, does. for me, it does. But also, I think it's interesting because, like, we, you know, this movie. I mean, that's why I like this podcast that we're talking about these things. But like, Breakfast Club, I don't necessarily think belongs in there at this point. Like, that was one where I'm just like, okay, so a bunch of like kids with. I don't know. I remember. I was particularly bothered by the fact that the title doesn't make any sense. (laughs) I just remember our talk about it and being like, wow, this was not as world shattering or I don't know. Were we doing a rating at that point? 
I don't know if we were. Because so I, I don't know, know if I would have rated, rated that a classic. Right. But that's, and that's the surprising thing. But and Summer it, School, I absolutely. I like this movie dude, better. This one holds up. Okay, I like this, this movie better, actually, than Breakfast Club. It's more classic than Breakfast Club. You're going to like Fast Times, Richmond High, better than this, though. Yeah. Yeah, you will. Do you think I'll like it more than Ferris Bueller's Day Off? I don't no. know, because we haven't done it yet. We got to do that one. No. Yeah, one of them I haven't seen before. Huh? Mm. We'll do it. Okay. So, classic, classic, and I passed it. But. Majority rules, so it's a classic ah, for made in the eighties. Oh wow, we're introducing new rules now. <laughs> okay, friends, thanks for joining us. We hope you're enjoying the uh, summertime uh, swing. Pass your test, you can enjoy the rest of the summer. Yeah, correct. Enjoy your summer. We're enjoying ours, um, and we will talk to you next week. When, Kendall, what will we be? Hey, we're going to be back. That's not very eighties. <laughs> that's the whole reason that's our end is because of the 80s <laughs> we'll be back <laughs>